So here we go. Um, my name is Juna Krikova, and I'm about to interview. Uh, is Nasser, uh, and I am a, a producer at the show Radio Lab uh, out of New York Public Radio. Yeah, so thank you, Latif Nasser, for joining. Um, so for my podcast, I'm doing it on storytelling. So because you're a podcast producer and storytelling is kind of what you do for like a living, I thought that would you would be a really good person to interview. So well, thank you for choosing me. I'm very flattered. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Actually, um, I was listening to your podcast. Oh, um, I think it was called The Other Latif. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a really good story. I liked that one. Thanks. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm, I'm working on a really different uh, story right now uh, that's related to COVID-19. And, uh, and I think it actually uh, is kind of in a way it's a similar. It, it actually made me think about storytelling in a slightly different way. So do you want me to tell you about that? Yeah, totally. Okay, so so in a way, I've been talking to a bunch of people about vaccines, right? And I don't know how much you know about vaccines or how much you think about vaccines, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're helpful for the population, but they're for sure. They're definitely so, hard to get. Yeah, they're hard to get, but but basically, the what like what is a vaccine? So the way that a vaccine works, and and forgive me if I'm telling you stuff, interrupt me if I'm telling you stuff you already know. But a vaccine is basically a tiny bit of virus that is either weakened or it's dead, right? Mm -hmm. And so you give yourself a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of this virus. Um, If it's dead, it's dead. But if it's weakened, it's weakened to a degree that it it can't make you sick. It can't possibly make you sick. Um, And you put it in yourself and it basically trains your body, right? It like makes your body uh, be able to recognize this bad guy uh, in a way to learn who this bad guy is and to try to recognize it so that next time when this bad guy comes, we can take care of it really easily, right? Yeah. And so I've been thinking a lot about that because that's basically what we're trying to do. And I've been talking to a lot of kind of vaccine experts, right, from all different times who have people who have, who like, uh, you know, because I'm really into history and I love learning about the history of medicine. So I've been talking about people, talking to people about there was an outbreak in 1976 and another one in 1957 and another one in 1919. And I've been talking to all these people about all these different outbreaks and, 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 and vaccines and things like that. And basically, like, the more I think about it, it's kind of a funny thing because it's like, it's actually a vaccine is like a trick to help your body remember an experience that it never had, right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, right? So it's like a trick to help your body remember and recognize something happening that if you're lucky and if the vaccine goes right, that you never were sick that way. That never happened to you. Other people got sick, right, with that same sickness, but you never got that sickness. But it's a trick to, like, kind of just give you a little piece of that virus to help your body remember it so that next time when it sees it, it's like, oh, I know exactly how to do this. I can handle it, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And in a way, I really think that that's kind of what storytelling is all about. Because 
a story, if you do it right, I think, I hope, <laughs> uh, is kind of like a vaccine, right? So what it is is that it's like, this is a thing that, a tr and I'm talking about true stories here, um, this is a thing that actually happened to somebody else, right? It didn't happen to you. It actually happened to somebody else. And we go to that person and we take a little bit of what happened to them, right? And it, of course, it has to kind of be watered down because you can't understand fully what anybody else ever goes through because you weren't there, right? Yeah. But they'll tell you about it and you'll, you know, in however long they tell you about it. And you kind of inject it instead of injecting it into your arm, you're injecting it into your head, basically. And what happens is you then, it kind of is like, all of a sudden it becomes part of you, right? And it becomes part of you in such a way that then when you sort of the next time something like that happens to you or happens to someone else or happens to someone you love or happens out in the world um, or you see it happening, you say, oh, hey, it's just like that other thing. It's just like that other story. It didn't happen to me, but I know a little bit about that enough that I can recognize this thing and I know, uh, like, I know what to do now, you know? Yeah. I think that's really great how you tied that back in. Like, I, I think that's a great connection to make. When I was doing the research for my um, podcast, I actually ran into something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Different example, but um, basically there was these... You, so you would hear a story, and you would actually... Like, you're in the story when you're hearing it. Um, sometimes you're pretending you're in the room like you can visualize it as if it was actually there so it kind of reminded me of what you were talking about yeah because that's the trick right the trick is to try to make you feel like you were there to try to make you feel like that person you want to feel sick the same way that person felt sick if that person is happy or sad or upset or confused or angry or whatever like when the thing I try to do is when I try to tell that story, I, I try to really lean into that. Like I want you as the listener to really feel that same way to understand what that person felt like. Um, so then in a way it, it sort of, it, it makes sense to you. It's like you're going through that experience without actually having to go through it. You know, especially if it's a really hard, um, if it's something really, really difficult and complicated, you know, it's, it's important to hear that story, especially from someone who lived it so that, um, yeah, so that you can kind of understand it without having to go through it yourself. Yeah. No, that's... And in some cases, you can't go through it yourself. You just can't. Yeah. You know? And so, so it's, it's good to be able to get that little, like, watered-down dose of it, which is the story, and to, to, to have that kind of then become a part of you, um, maybe forever, you know? Yeah, that's that's really super interesting. Um, so, I also think that um, sometimes you know stories can teach you a lessons. Um, so you can learn from a certain like example story. And sometimes I don't know, like teachers even teach kids like this way. You get yeah. your example of um, how to react in a certain situation and like that can form somebody's morals um, based yeah. on these example situations in stories. Yeah, I, I think you're so right. I mean, I think every story has a, has a moral or a takeaway or a big idea, but it doesn't even have to necessarily be an answer. Sometimes a story just raises a question, 
And so it's not to say, oh, this is the way you're supposed to do this. Sometimes a story just says, huh, that's really hard or that's really confusing. And what do we make of that? Like, what, how, do I, how do I square that with everything else I already know and everything else I already do and the way I live my life? or the way I think about the world or the people around me. So it's like, it's like, I, I think, I think there is, and, and, and you were saying like, that's the way teachers teach kids. It's not just kids, it's adults too. Like, like all the stories around us, I think they have, they, they're more than just stories, right? It's like, they're, they're, they're more than just a thing that happened to one person one time randomly, right? It's like, it's a way to help us make sense of the world and a way to help us understand how to, act with one another um how to think about uh you know what the what the meaning of it all is you know and 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 hopefully a way that can help us you know move forward yeah so like storytelling i mean i've considered this angle before um Mm -hmm. storytelling is a way to make sense of a world that is really senseless um so, like, storytelling is a way that in the f- human brain you can, like, piece together these things that really don't ever even need to make sense, and it's just a random fragment, but we're making it our reality, and so, like, actually things could be much different. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, wow, you're, 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 uh, you're hip to what's going on in a way that I was not when I was in eighth grade. Uh, the, um... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's like we we have to we have to make meaning out of the world because the world is sort of senseless, and especially now it probably extra feels that way. Um, you know, things that you sort of take for granted, like you're like, oh, of course the police are here to serve and protect us, or of course, you know, uh, of course hugging someone is a good thing. Like, of course, you know, there's so many things that you think, of course, of course, of course. And then all of a sudden, the world changes in a way, and you're like, wait a second, that thing I thought I knew for sure was true uh, is is now complicated, and it's confusing, and I have to figure out what does it all mean, and how do I go forward from here? Yeah, totally. Like, even now, though, like, we can take our story, um, and now future generations can learn from it, because... I don't think this is going to be the last pandemic. Um, that For sure not. For sure not. Because of, like, yeah, air travel. People are bouncing from country to country like we never could before. And so, you know, something else is, like this is going to inevitably happen in the future. So, um, and we have a better way of documenting it now than we did back in, like, I don't know, 19 or 1800s. So um, we'll be able to learn from this experience and everything is really a learning experience. It is. And I think that's the way that, uh, that's the kind of healthiest way to take it. I think that there is a, uh, yeah, that, that we are, we are very imperfect. You know, we, we do know a lot, but we're, we're very, the things we know, we just know it. Uh, a shadow of a shadow of a shadow of what actually is going on in the world. I think, uh, I think we are, we, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much, there's so many diseases that don't have vaccines. You know what I mean? There's so many, uh, there's so many ways to get sick. We, we don't even know all of them, you know? Uh, and, and I think that, yeah, we, we, we just, 
the, the best and 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 in a way the, the the only thing we can do is just keep trying to learn more and more because you're right it's inevitable this is gonna happen again um and and to me so i, I actually before i did uh journalism and podcasting i i studied history and i really do think there's this kind of beautiful thing like some people say history repeats itself but i don't I, I like I prefer there's another kind of thing that people say sometimes, which is that it's not that history repeats itself. It's, it's that history rhymes. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't exactly repeat itself, but it, it's a little bit different and it's different enough that it it's like, whoa, that's really look at how that rhymes. Um, so it's different enough, but it's still similar enough that you can see some patterns and the patterns are really important. Um, and and. And it's not that you know there's you know, you can make some sort of crystal ball or something, but it, it, it's it's really something valuable. And history again is just stories, right? It's just stories. It's stories people tell about dead people. That's basically what history is, right? <laughs> yeah. And um and and stories about people and stories about things and stories about germs and stories about wars and stories about countries and stories about all kinds of stories. And they're just stories, right? It's all the same stuff. And, and, and again, it's all doing that same thing, according to me, I think. It's doing that same thing, which is it's doing that vaccinating thing. It's like, oh, here's what it's like to live in the middle of a revolution, or here's what it's like to live in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so you can now, you know, pick up a book. There's this famous book about, um, you know, about these Italian uh, uh, called the Decameron, which is all these Italian people. They were uh, stuck. They were holed up in a home during a pandemic during the Middle Ages, and they were they were trying to escape the Black Death. And like, you can read that now, and you can be like, oh, that's kind of like what's going on right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, that rhymes. That rhymes with right now. Um, and what's cool is you can read those stories, and 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 it's just it's the same thing. It's like, it's like it's like a piece of that moment so long ago way before any of us were born and yet we can still get that right now and we can kind of we can kind of make something out of it you know yeah i i totally agree with that um i also think that you know with fictional stories and everything um mm -hmm. you can take a piece of that into your reality too so like even if it isn't exact like say, historical fiction, um, or even just fiction fiction, um, mm -hmm. the person who is writing that is, like, unconsciously taking their life um, or something that's going on in their head and putting it on paper, and that usually has influences in what's going on. For sure. So I found that reading a lot of, especially, like, realistic fiction, something that yeah. maybe could actually happen, um, you can take even, a lot even, of even even super speculative, way out there, sci-fi, fantastical, even all that stuff. It's all it's all the same because we're we're all made of the same pieces, right? Mm -hmm. um, like so, my so I do I do as you know uh, through my uh, the, the podcasting stuff I do. So I, I mostly do nonfictiony stuff. I do a little bit fictiony stuff, but I mostly do nonfiction stuff. My wife is a is a is a writer for television. So she writes mostly fictional stuff. So we joke that sort of in our in our marriage, like uh, she she I I do stories about real people and she does stories about pretend people, um, and and that's kind of the division of our of our marriage. Um, but it's but it's we're basically doing the same thing. Um, it's a it's there are different rules to it and there's there's kind of different kinds of stories we can tell. 
But basically, I think we're, we're doing the same, that we're doing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. And I mean, if you can forget that it's fiction, it seems real. Like when you mm-hmm. read a book or watch a movie, even like you get super scared if you watch a horror film. Um, yeah. And it's because your, your mind is tricked into believing that it is real. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, if, you, if you're if you watching, I don't know, yeah. some crazy movie, and um, you wouldn't really be as scared of it if you were completely convinced that it wasn't going to ever happen. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I think I, I think about this a lot, like, like, let's say you're about to start a movie, right, uh, you're about to start watching a movie, or you're about to start a podcast, which is a like a kind of a radio labby style, like a like about a tr- something that actually happened in the real world, right? In a way, you as a listener, it's you're approaching it the same way. You don't know who any of these people are. They might as well if they're if they're real, they might as well be fake, or if they're fake, they might as well be real. You don't know them, um, and so the trick. I really think the trick in both fiction and nonfiction, and what one of the things that makes good things really good. It, it is, as you say, it's, it's, it's trickery. It's a trick. You have to make people care about these people, whether they're real or pretend. You have to make people care. You have to find sneaky ways to make people care. Um, and that's so, and that's how you get like people to have emotions about it because they're invested. Once, once they're invested in the people who are on the screen or in the, in the podcast or whatever, um, then all of a sudden the things that happen to that person, they're kind of happening to you. Um, and all of a sudden, then you feel scared or happy or in love or terrified or angry or frustrated or whatever. And it's like the trick is it, there's a you kind of have to make it specific enough or, or, or universal enough or whatever that you can kind of sort of dissolve into that character, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you have to make your characters believable and also not like a caricature. So, with a caricature, like, you know, they're funny. And in those old cartoons, um, you'd have your basic caricature, like, I don't know, Donald Duck, always angry at somebody. Um, And they were funny, but they weren't really very realistic. But say you have a human um, character, or not even a human, some just some random character um, in a movie that has a complex emotion like like a human would actually have so they're in some parts of the movie sad but they're not always sad like they're happy sometimes too and so that's I feel like what makes a good movie is characters that you can relate to and perhaps even tie to somebody in your life so like you'd be like I don't know my mom acts like that too and so then completely completely for sure makes the character more lovable or relatable for sure yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, are there other questions that you have that you want me to, to talk about? Yeah, sure. So I had one more. Um, so it is, um, what do you think storytelling, how do you think it's changed us um, as humans, the ability to tell stories? I, I mean, I think, I think it's, 
in a way, it, it didn't change us because there wasn't an us before there was a story. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think like it's it's sort of part of us. It's forged us. Like it's part of us from the beginning, from the get go. I think that one of the things uh, that has made us us. I mean, so one of the things is our brains. One of the things is us walking upright. One of the things is us doing this, that, and the other thing. But I think a huge part of what makes us us and what allowed us to take over the world um, as a species was our ability to communicate with one another, to express ourselves, to do that kind of vaccinating type thing, to be able to say, hey, look, this hasn't happened to you. You haven't gotten sick in this way yet, or you haven't had this person come and steal your stuff, or you haven't had this person come and beat you up, or you haven't had this animal come and pounce on you and uh, uh, scratch your face or whatever. Um, but here, this is, this is, let me just tell you about it. Um, so that it doesn't happen to you. Um, um, or, or so that you can, we can all come up, figure out a way together to, to deal with this problem. Um, I think that is a, uh, that, that's like, that's one of our master keys, you know, that's one of our, our, uh, the things that really has allowed us to become who we are. And I think it's a kind of, a um, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I think it's a, uh, just a basic essential survival skill that we have developed over a long time, um, and gotten very sophisticated about, and, and I, I think we're kind of lucky to have, and there are times when it definitely sort of can backfire, but, but, but I think that in general, like that, I, I don't think in a way, I don't think it's changed us because I think it's been there all along, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. You, it's like, language too is part of that because Mm -hmm. when we first began to tell stories um I don't think like originally originally like when we were um back when we were kind of looked like monkeys still um we weren't telling stories like that so um when we first did actually I thought this was pretty interesting um have you ever read the origin of creativity no it's, it by? it's really good. It's by Edward O. Wilson. Um, oh, E. O. Wilson, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't read it, but I, of course he's a he's the he's the most famous science writer there is, probably. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a he's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he was just talking about his theory that um, when like storytelling started with fire, um, when humans would bring um, fire that they had harvested from these when lightning would strike and. Yeah. Um, then they took the fire and it freed up their time. So they didn't have to like go collect stuff anymore and they had more nutrition. So then they would begin to tell these stories and then language developed. And I think that's kind of what led us on the path to basically world domination. Like we can do whatever we want with this planet now. Because, you know, like, I think there are a lot of, like, I think... I mean, I, I trust him uh, uh, and his work so much. Like, I've heard various versions of that story and w- which came first. But, like, I, I do think that it's it's sort of up there. Uh, storytelling is up there with fire and cooking our food and, uh, you know, uh, finding shelter and walking upright and all of these things that we, you know, became very good at. Uh, a very long time ago and, and have, have, as you say, have enabled us to dominate the world. Like, I think it's really, it's, 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 it's a, a, a foundational thing. It's like a pretty, it's a pretty basic building block for who we are. 
Yeah. Storytelling is us. Like, can you imagine where we would be without it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's and 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 even if we could, like, how would you learn that from somebody else? Um, uh, they would have to kind of paint a picture of it for you in a way without, um, yeah, with without the ability to do so. Yeah, I think you would feel so alone because you wouldn't. Yeah, no, you'd, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. You would feel very alone. You'd be living your own experience. You'd really never know how anybody else feels. You wouldn't know if yeah. what you're feeling is quote-unquote normal if anybody yeah. else has gone through it you know well it's because it's be- and you're right you're totally right i think it's because we're in a way just the basic the machinery that we have we're all kind of marooned in our own heads right like it's like you you it's very hard to get out of your own head um and to think about yourself uh i think i think there's so much of like what we who we are and our the basics of our, our genetics and the basics of our like the, literally the physicality of our of our beings uh, that, that's set up to make us kind of selfish that way. Um, you can only see what you can see. You can only hear what you can hear. You can only see a certain uh, uh, you know um, a radius around you kind of thing. Um, and 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 I do think that uh, yeah, storytelling sort of unlocks that and it, it makes the world a lot less lonely a place. I, I do think that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thanks for talking with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me.